there is a, a disinformation program literally for everyone, no matter who you are and what, what your interests are, uh, what your beliefs are, uh, which, which way you're focusing. There is a website set up just for you to take you in and to vector your thinking and your attention into the way that they want you to think. You are listening to Radio Free Signs of the Times, broadcasting into the heart of an occupied America. Hello, and welcome to this week's Signs of the Times podcast. This is Laura Knight-Yachik, and I'm sitting here in our podcast studio with the Signs team, Joe, Henry, Scott. The rest of the crew is downstairs maintaining the status quo of the establishment while we withdraw into this quiet little place to have a chat with you. I want to talk about the end of the world as we know it. I think that most of you are aware that there's something really, really wrong on our planet. I think most of you are having difficulty making ends meet. You probably don't have sufficient health insurance, if you have it at all. You probably don't eat the foods you ought to be eating because you can't afford to buy them. You probably do without a lot of things every week and every month because you can't afford to pay for them because the money you make isn't sufficient to cover all your expenses and the extras too. I think that probably many of you put off doing many things that you would like to do, even things that you need to do because you don't have sufficient funds. And you look around you and you see that the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. That used to be something that happened in other countries, not in the United States or in England or in westernized Europe. That was the way those vague and nebulous third world countries lived. They didn't have insurance, they didn't have vehicles, they didn't have vacations. Speaking of vacations, you know, how many of you really get to take a month off every year to do what you need to do or what you want to do, to travel, spend time with your family, catch up on projects that you've put off for too long, How many of you really have time to do anything other than go to work, come home, maybe plug yourself into the, you know, to the TV or to your whatever kind of video games you play, or maybe you send out for a pizza, get up, go to work the next morning, do the same thing all over again. At the same time, because you can still get up and go to work, and come home and play your video games and have a pizza. And everything looks normal on the street outside. It's easy to persuade yourself that the world is not ending. But let me assure you that it is. The world as we know it is ending. 
Its end is certified by scientists, by politicians, by economists. Any expert in any particular field of endeavor that observes and remarks on the state of human society has assured us that the world as we know it is ending. A year or two ago, a secret Pentagon report was released that told us that the world of the 21st century will be marked by resource wars. The fact is that there are just simply too many people on the planet and not enough resources. More than that, they claim that we're running out of oil. Now, all of these things become political tools for people who want to get in power or stay in power. And they use them as carrots and sticks to control the masses of the population because, of course, they couldn't do anything at all without the masses of people to do the work for them. I mean, if they want to fight a war against somebody to take their resources, they have to have lots of people to you know, man the tanks, man the aircraft, man the battleships, get out in the dirt and fight hand-to-hand. Without all of those people doing those things, they wouldn't have any ability to fight the war. And, of course, many people willingly go and fight these wars for them because they've been convinced that it's for you. I am getting these resources for you. You just go fight the war for me. Allow me to take care of all of these uh, you know, petty little details like the political issues, and, uh, and I'll make sure that you're all right. But the fact is, you're not all right, are you? How many wars have they already fought using this as an excuse? You know, your safety, your freedoms, your economic success, well-being. And do you see any results? Is anything really any better for you? for your loved ones? Do you know anybody who's been sent over to Iraq to fight the Iraqis for the sake of your freedoms? Considering the fact that Saddam Hussein had nothing to do with the attacks on the World Trade Center on 9-11, do you ever wonder why your loved ones, your relatives, are fighting in Iraq, dying in Iraq, killing Iraqis? And did you ever wonder why the price of oil, the price of goods, the price of everything has gone up since this Iraq war was started that was supposed to protect your freedoms and your way of life as an American? The fact is your way of life as an American was gone a long time ago. But it was taken away from you so subtly, so gradually, that you didn't even notice it. So now it's gone, and here we sit in a world where the North Koreans are experimenting with nuclear bombs. The Americans are yelling and screaming that the Iranians are going to have nuclear bombs any day now, so we need to nuke them in advance. The Israelis want to nuke everybody because, of course, you know, everybody around them is their enemy. And... Things just really don't look good. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, we're running out of resources. We're running out of water. The climate's going crazy. Diseases are spreading. Either they're spreading in reality or we're being told they're spreading just to keep us afraid so that we will know 
how much we need these great and wonderful politicians who fight these wars on our behalf. And we never seem to notice that the fact is that the wars are being fought against us, all of us, by all of these rulers, leaders, politicians. Because the real truth is that they are fighting a war against the masses of people in every country in the world so that they can stay in power because they do know that the end of the world is coming, the end of the world as we know it. And they want to make sure that they're not the ones who have to get out of the lifeboat so that some few can survive. And they intend to make sure that it's us, all of us, that get shoved out and have to drown in the rising waters of impending doom while they paddle to safety. Think about it. There really is something wrong. Now, what I'm saying may seem a little bit unbelievable. It was unbelievable to me ten years ago. What is this, 2006? 1996, what was I doing? 1996. So I was uh, just starting to publish some of my things on the web. You know, I was engaged in this funny little metaphysical superluminal communication experiment and was getting information about what may happen in the future. At that time, it was all pretty theoretical. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't imagine how any of the things that were being told to us could actually happen. It, it, it seemed so, so fantastic. I mean, how could, how could somebody say that we were heading into a, an Orwellian world, you know, a, a new world order? And I want to tell you something, you know, people think about this new world order. They say, oh, you know, look out, the United Nations, they're trying to impose a new world order on us. You know, look here, look there. It's the Illuminati. It's 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 the it's the Jews. It's the uh, you know secret societies. They're going to impose a new world order on. Guess what? New world order has been here for a long, long time. Just like I just said, it's all these leaders and politicians. They're all in cahoots with each other. If you don't know that, you better wake up and smell the coffee. And they're all in cahoots with each other against the masses of people, you and me, all of us. And yet they couldn't do anything without our agreement. They can't fight these wars. They can't run their businesses without us. They can't do anything without us. And so they use fear and terror tactics and lies and deception to make us believe things that are not true so that they can get us to do their work for them. I mean, look what George Bush and his gang did. They created an attack on the World Trade Center, scared the heck out of everybody, and then they get everybody going and they send them off to Iraq. Iraq had nothing to do with it. People are dying. What's going to be next? Because certainly you know there's going to be something next. I mean, they're not done yet. I mean, there's, you know, a good five billion people they still have to get rid of. So think about it. Just because you can look out your window and see the cars passing and, and things are normal, in your own personal little reality, right this minute. Right this minute, there are people dying, there are people suffering, there are people being subjected to cruel and inhuman treatment in, in prisons, you know, tortured, cluster bombs in Lebanon. Just think about it. Ten years ago, 
1996. Would you ever have imagined that the United States of America would pass legislation legalizing torture, much less legislation that would legalize the ability of a single individual, a dictator, ipso facto, to designate who does and who does not get tortured? Did you think, 10 years ago, that there would be prison camps being set up in the United States to house vast numbers of enemy combatants, or that one person would be designated as the authority on who or who was not an enemy combatant? Oh, of course you'll say, well, 10 years ago we didn't have uh, uh, Arab terrorists. Well, how do you know we have Arab terrorists now? Remember what I just said? They know, and they have known for a long time, that the 21st century is going to be a time of resource wars. They are going to fight for resources. And who is the greatest consumer of resources? The masses of people, of course. So how best to preserve the resources for the people in power? Well, get rid of the masses of people. How best do you get rid of masses of people? Well, you get together with the leaders of other countries and you decide on ways to make it look like you're antagonistic towards one another so you can fight a war. And then you create a a Pearl Harbor type event. And then you generate a war. And then you send people over there and you kill hundreds of thousands of people. And then you accelerate the destruction and, and set up a situation where you can get in there and nuke a few of them. I mean, after all... That's what it's all about, you know, getting rid of as many people as efficiently as possible, but doing it so that nobody notices what's really going on, so that nobody really wakes up to the fact that it's the psychopaths in charge, the pathocrats, the leaders who are doing this, and they're all doing it together against the masses of normal people. Well, you say, certainly. Somebody's going to have to get out of the lifeboat. We can't all survive. Well, that may be true. But the odds are you're not going to be one of the ones that's going to be allowed to stay in the lifeboat. And if you think you are, you're kidding yourself. But in any event, as I was saying, ten years ago, all of these things were being written about. I was writing about them. I was telling people about them. I was saying I don't know whether I believe this is true or not. But there I was in my in my little room off to the side of my kitchen in my cozy little house there in Florida, having my experimental Saturday night sessions and getting this material and publishing it and thinking, oh, how interesting. That is so interesting, but I simply cannot imagine how it could come about. And here it is, ten years later. And not only is it happening, but it has happened in ways that none of us ever could have imagined. Exactly as it was predicted. Everything is happening. It's happening around us. It happens every day. Well, of course, after 9-11, as I began to observe the various machinations of the governments of the world, George Bush in particular, I realized that there was something about this scenario that was familiar, that was already known to me, that we'd already talked about, that I'd published about. 
And that's when I decided to start a little website or a little section of my website, my CASCPO website, and call it Signs of the Times because it seemed to me that that we were definitely living in a strange time where things were happening that had been predicted, and not just by me, by other people, and even, you know, dare I say it, even in the Bible. So there it was. I started this little website to keep track of these things. It was just an idea I had that, you know, if we could note down every day, you know, two or three things that happened, uh, that happened on that particular day, and then a few days later we could relate them to something else that happened then, that, you know, we might begin to see a pattern. I was particularly interested, of course, in the beginning in volcanic eruptions, earthquakes, and so on and so forth, because, you know, naturally the, the ancient predictions talk about earth changes. Well, you know, earth changes can take place over a period of time. I mean, that's obvious to us now. We've heard recent reports that the the ice sheet in the Arctic is melting so much faster than they ever imagined it could melt or would melt that the famous scientist James Lovelock has said that we've already passed the point of no return. There's no hope. There is nothing we can do. That's what they're saying. And yet, at the same time, that our planet itself is turning against us and famous scientists who have pretty good records are telling us there's nothing they can do. Do our government leaders seem to be paying attention? No, of course not. What they seem to be doing is continuing to pursue their ridiculous little games of, let's see how many people we can kill. Now, it's easy to say, oh, well... They just don't know what's going on. They're stupid. Let's wake them up. Don't kid yourself. They know what's going on and what they're doing is part of their their plan of how to cope with the climate changes on the planet. But anyway, as I said, I started the Signs of the Times page back, what was it, the spring of 2002. And I added to it as often as I could. I wasn't particularly politically interested in what was going on in the... Uh, in the world of global affairs, I was I was into esoteric stuff. I was into my experimental stuff. I liked, you know, I liked other subjects. I liked history, things like that. But somehow, as time went by and I began to see the patterns, the relationships, and even the fulfillment of even very ancient prophecies... I realized that of all things that esotericists must study, it is certainly current events, politics, world affairs, and history. And so there it was, a little page that I did myself every day. And after a while it got to where if I didn't feel like doing it and decided I wanted to do something else, I couldn't do that because people would write to me and tell me, you know, well, you didn't do a page today, you know, what's happened, are you sick? So I realized that there were people reading it, and people who relied on it, depended on it. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll make it a, a point that every day I will get up, and the first thing I will do is I will put the science page together, and I'll get it up, and I'll do it, and I'll make it the, the first thing I do, and everything else will come after as time passed, this became a bigger and bigger job because 
So many things were happening in so many ways and so many places. I simply couldn't keep up with it. I couldn't keep up with it and do anything else. And there were a lot of other things that needed to be done because there was a lot of material that I could see that needed to be put together so that people could understand what's going on. And it's not enough to just see it happening around you. It's important to understand it because only when you understand it, when you have it in a historical perspective, are you then in a position to see what's going to happen next. Because it was clear to me from reviews of historical events that history is cyclical. Things happen the same way over and over and over again. And if you know where you are on the historical cycle, you can know pretty much at least the dynamics of what's going to happen next. And the dynamics of what I was seeing scared the hell out of me. I'll be pretty frank about it. Because the fact is, we are presiding over the end of our civilization, and I'm not joking. So what do we do? Well, obviously there are a lot of people who are not going to believe this. Because they can look out their window, they see the cars passing, they hear the birds singing in the tree out there, the sun is still shining, the bombs haven't started dropping on their front lawn yet. They're dropping on other people's front lawns, and other people's houses are getting bulldozed, and other people are being shoved into concentration camps or prisons or being tortured. But it's not happening to them yet. But the problem is, it's going to happen to them, or to someone close to them, or to someone they know. It could even happen to you. So what to do? What's the solution? Is there a solution? Many people write to me and ask, you know, what can we do? What can we do? Well, the only solution I can see is for as many people as possible to wake up and to wake up fast. Because only when we stop being the support for these kinds of activities, when we stop being the tools in the hands of these kinds of people, our so-called leaders and politicians, Will there be any chance of anything changing, if there is a chance? Certainly, the problems of our planet can be solved if all science and all attention was given to it. But instead of doing that, what they are doing is they are cranking up the fundamentalists, they're cranking up the uh, the various political parties one against the other, they're cranking on the Internet to make you know this person hate that person and, and to create confusion and disinformation. They're keeping everybody busy, having to make a living, because if they don't go to work today, they're going to starve, and if they get sick and don't have insurance to pay for it, then they're going to lose their house and their car. You know, everything has put all the people on the edge of total and complete disaster at any moment, and they all know it, and they have to keep going. They're like they're like on a treadmill. If you don't keep going, the treadmill will stop, and then you'll fall off. Well, how about this? How about people just jumping off? Because if they didn't have us to believe in and agree with their schemes, it would all collapse. The whole house of cards would collapse. There's an old saying back from the 60s and 70s, you know, what if they gave a war and nobody came? Well, this is kind of what we're faced with right now, only it's got a little bit more complex than that because, of course, you know, once we have 
a group of people who are awake and who can help disseminate information. We have to have the ways of disseminating information. We need a core of people who are really awake. And then we need to strategize because we need to wake a lot of other people up and we need to do it fast. We don't have time to mess around. The ice on the Arctic is melting. It's not a joke. They're talking about using nukes. Once they start using nukes, things are going to get really bad really, really fast. It's not a joke. Listen to me, people. There's a lot of work that has to be done. And what is so discouraging is that we see it, we know what it is that needs to be done, and even how to do it. We can't always tell everybody what we're doing, because then we would be blocked. But we can't do any of it. We can't even continue these broadcasts if we don't have support. Let me explain it to you. There are nine people here, total. SOT team, myself, ARC, doing research, and support staff. And we all have to live just like every one of you. We have to pay our insurance. We have to pay our rent. We have to buy food. We have to have a vehicle and put gas in that vehicle so we can travel around and do things. For a long time, we were building up our book sales to the point where our book sales pretty well supported us. But recently, we became aware that we need to get information out there a lot faster and a lot wider than hard copy books were doing. We needed to make it as inexpensive as we possibly could so that more people could have it. So we put all our books up on the website as ebooks, downloadable, easily transmitted. And we figured, well, you know, this is a chance we're going to take because it's more important for the information to get out there than it is for us to make money. Because, of course, we figured that people would still continue to pay for the e-books, and it would come out six, one, half dozen, the other. More people would buy the e-books, and, and uh, we wouldn't have to be spending the money to have the books printed and shipped so that it would come out about even. But guess what? Once we put the e-books on the web, and after... A really good number of sales on ebooks. Sales dropped to almost nothing because now people are passing them around and putting them on P2P networks. So that means that in our effort to get the information out there to as many people as possible, we essentially cut our own throats. Because now, We don't know how we're going to survive. People can have our books for free. They can have all the work for free. Well, they could have it for free anyway because we put it on the website. The bottom line is things are at a critical stage right now. They're critical for everybody. And they're critical for us. It costs us hundreds of euros every month to maintain dedicated servers in four different countries in order to keep our website up. We learned that if we have one server in one country, one website, it stays down so much of the time that we disappear from the web. 
We've been under attack from so many people so often that we've learned our lesson, and that's why we have the website spread out on different servers in different countries. But it costs money. Also, to protect ourselves, we have to live in a somewhat out-of-the-way place where we don't have access to DSL. We have to pay for a satellite. And our satellite has a limited number of uh, bytes that we're allowed to upload and download every month. And when we go over, the excess charges are outrageous. We send out a newsletter to many thousands of people every day when we do the science page. People would rather have it as a newsletter than have it uh, to read it on the web. There are some people who get it because they can't read it on the web because our website has been blocked by many businesses and even some countries. So we send it out as a newsletter so that those people who have been blocked from reading signs can still read signs. But uploading this newsletter and sending it out to these many thousands of people who like this free service means that we eat up our bandwidth. And it costs us money. So there it is. We have rent, normal expenses like everyone else, medical, insurance, food, clothing, fuel, vehicles, just like everybody else. Plus, we have a really enormous cost for producing and keeping the website up and running and producing newsletters and keeping everybody in contact. And we aren't receiving anything for this work because the one thing that we had that we did charge money for, which was books, are now being passed around for free. Talk about killing the goose that laid the golden egg. So I'm asking each and every one of you who has not yet subscribed to our monthly donation subscription service to please do so. Don't put it off. Do it. Five, ten, fifteen, even up to thirty dollars a month. Dollars or euros, depends on where you are can really make the difference. And it's a small amount for each person. But everybody always thinks, oh, so many other people are doing it that I don't need to do it. Nobody will miss my contribution. And the fact is that when everybody thinks that, there is no contribution. I've said that our website will never be a paid website. And our science page will never be a paid service. And our newsletter will never be a paid service because we will quit before we will charge money for it because there are too many people who don't have money who need the information. And that's why those of you who can afford to give, who can afford to support this work, need to step forward now. There is a lot of work to be done. We have demonstrated for 10 years now consistency, dependability, that we can withstand attacks, flame campaigns, defamation, death threats, spam attacks, denial of service attacks, being blocked by different countries or different services. We were even deleted from Google entirely once. Did you know that? (laughs) 
took us six months to get back. We went from 20,000 readers a day to less than 1,000 because they couldn't find us on the web. We've learned how to get around all of these things. Everything that gets thrown at us, we learn how to deal with it. So we have proven our dedication and our commitment to you. So please, in whatever small way you can, 10, 15, 20, 30, sign up for our regular monthly subscription donation service. Because if you don't, and this is not a threat, this is just a fact, we will not survive another month. So if you are interested in one of the few possibilities for staving off the end of the world as we know it, or changing it to a completely different future, the beginning of a new world. Just go to signs-of-the-times.org and sign up for our monthly subscription donation. Once again, we're not charging for anything. We never have, we never will. But we do need your support to continue to make all of our material available to everyone, even those who cannot afford it. Help us to help you. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself. Turn world to its own needs. Dummy, serve your own needs. Beat it up and not speak. Coming in a hurry with the furies breathing down your 
time. Lee and Nat Brass, Nat Lenny, Bush and Lester Banks, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly bean, boom, music, symbiotic, patriotic, slam, but Nat, right? It's the end of the world.